Hello, folks, and welcome to Hangouts and Headlines, November 15th, 2022. It's a Tuesday, not a Monday, even though this is our first episode of the week. And because it is the first episode of the week, I do want to mention, if you didn't catch it on Twitter or on the community post, I was trying to rest my voice just a little bit, get out in front of these kind of typical cold patterns for a winter in Michigan, and and maybe I did, but we're also going to be taking it a little bit easier in tone, maybe a little bit less gregarious, a little bit less, I don't know, shouty uh, here in Hangouts and Headlines, so I apologize for that. I also apologize for that if it doesn't wake you up like a good Hangouts and Headlines should because it's a little bit more like an NPR broadcast with this vocal uh, tonation, but we're going to do our best here. You saw on the thumbnail to this video uh, that I did think the messaging in particular more than the actual request uh, was a little bit ridiculous from our friends at Disney uh, that appeared in my inbox yesterday afternoon. So we'll be talking about that a little bit. We'll also be talking about just in general, a tech and entertainment downturn uh, and what Disney is reacting to with some very, very questionable earnings reports, especially in the eyes of analysts and investors from Wall Street uh, that came out from Disney, some of the reasons we see that they're actually doing this, uh, and even if I don't like the messaging, why we can see that's happening across the board uh, in the industry and just in general in the economy. So hopefully everybody's having a good one today. Uh, Sue Lillard asks, how am I feeling today? You know, honestly, Sue, I-, I don't know if you could tell from last week, but I was fighting through something basically all of last week, and I did successfully fight through it. Uh, but as the weekend came around and as we got done with like Lawyers and Dragons, which was an awesome episode, I'm really thrilled about that one. If you haven't seen it from last Saturday, check it out. It did also announce that the season finale for Trees of Eternity, the first campaign, is next Saturday. So if you're interested in that, check that out as well. Uh, but overall, uh, I was uh, fighting a something uh, here in the in the upper Midwest uh, and uh, just needed a little bit of, of time off. Truthfully, probably need a little bit more to rest the voice, but I love this stuff. I love having these conversations with y'all. And my voice isn't bad enough right this second to really just stay down for the count forever. You might be saw that I did a virtual legality yesterday, even though I tried to keep it short. I think it was 18 minutes, 19 minutes. And uh, I've been doing those on premiere uh, here in November. Let me know how you think about that in comments or otherwise, or even here in chat, uh, because I'm, I'm testing out some things about how YouTube treats different videos. It seems to like Premiere more than VOD because we do so much streaming on this channel as well. So just kind of evaluating those things as they happen. Also really enjoying getting to be in chat with y'all and having people ask questions or comment on the fact that, you know, I had hair in yesterday's virtual legality. Uh, But overall, I can't complain too much. There's people that are in a lot worse shape than me. Uh, But because this is a, a vocal show, because Hangouts and Headlines is generally speaking at least an hour, uh, I need to try to watch that if uh, if there's something going on, either in my throat or demeanor <laughs> or anything else. Uh, so I really appreciate the question. I really appreciate the super chat. I am doing fine. No need to worry. Uh, but certainly it's going to be at this volume a little bit more uh, than usual. Or as Kelly C says, less shouty, question mark. Yeah, less shouty. You know, a little bit less gregarious, less me swinging my arms around and potentially knocking my microphone off, which I think I've done half a dozen or more times that you can probably see and go find in the video clips. Uh, Good morning from Ohio, says Midnight Wind. Good morning, Ohio. Ohio is a state on my mind because my Michigan Wolverines are only one more win away from going into the Ohio State game undefeated, as are the Ohio State Buckeyes. 
uh, which would make it the first undefeated matchup of Michigan and Ohio State. We don't want to count our chickens early, but there's a good chance that'll happen since 2006, where my where my brethren down south beat my Michigan Wolverines for their only loss of the season. Sad. Carrie <laughs> says stock price all time low. I have to believe it's not all time, but it has to be in the in the in the recent past, right? I think it had a 10% plus downturn. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a problem across the entire board. I don't look if you've got retirement savings, don't look at them, folks. It's not gonna it's not gonna make your day. It's not gonna bless your day or fill it with bliss. Uh, so don't look at those things. We'll talk about some of that. Uh, as I have said in my videos on things like the PlayStation VR2 video games technology in general, it is a very rough time for that kind of highest end entertainment and leisure pursuit, whether that is, you know, a Disney studio, Warner Brothers, Paramount, we'll see some of those names, whether it's Facebook, whether it's Twitter, Microsoft, uh, anyone else, we, we are clearly... We're clearly facing the headwinds of the economy. I'm sorry to say, I'm not in charge, so you can't blame me. <laughs> uh, but it is, uh, it's going to be a tough time for a lot of people. And we'll just try to keep strong and having fun here in Hangouts and Headlines uh, as we go through what's going to be a, 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 rough, a rough economy. But we'll talk about things like Disney doing interesting messaging uh, going into that, that roughness that we can expect for 2023 on. Uh, I also put up a poll here. If you didn't see it, what is your favorite streaming service? I use Netflix, Disney, and HBO. Other people are saying that they like some other things. So there is an option of none or other. Uh, and none and other are combined. I wish they gave me five. I wish they gave me five choices on these polls uh, for YouTube. But they only give me four. So Netflix is the clear leader uh, in the clubhouse right now. Uh, if we don't count all other streaming services together. Plus, I don't like streaming. Rick, what are you talking about? Christina says, good morning from Connecticut. HBO is my favorite, but it changed based on the current content. Is your current favorite or is no longer your favorite? I have questions. Um, I really enjoyed House of the Dragon. So HBO Max won me over for a little while there. Uh, but that one's going to be coming off the list. Uh, I, I don't know if uh, I've told you this before. I feel like I have, but we generally go with one streamer at a time and I, I rotate between them. We actually had two at a time for a little while here watching Netflix and HBO, but we're going to be cutting back on that just like these studios are cutting back on all sorts of costs. Uh, so we'll talk about that when we get to the headlines portion of our show. Kelly says, I only did Disney Plus when they started with three years paid up front. Now that it's over, and I'm not upset about it being done. The user acquisition phase is fun for these platforms, right? As they burn money in a fire to try to get user numbers up. And I'm always curious to see exactly what kind of retention these services have, uh, whether that's a Game Pass or a Netflix or a Disney Plus. Disney Plus is going to go through its first major well, maybe it might be its second major. I'd have to I'd have to look at whether they had a lower price than seven ninety nine, uh, but it's going to go through a major price increase this next month, uh, and I am curious to see because those tend to be inflection points, right? You reflect on whether you're getting the value out of the thing. And as much as I love Bluey, I can go buy Bluey episodes. I don't need to spend you know monthly money on Disney Plus to to make it right. 
Uh, and certainly a lot of the money that they have spent on their shows on Disney Plus, I have found to be a complete waste of both talent and resources, uh, with the exception really of right now only Andor. Uh, so it's it's interesting to kind of evaluate, are we using that service very much? And the answer is no. Outside of Bluey episodes, that is a serious fact about Hogue House. Uh, I think I think we can probably safely safely remove ourselves from Disney Plus, uh, but we'll do it. We'll do a family check. We'll we'll take a look around, see how it goes. Uh, Mantha Johnny says L and D Lawyers and Dragons was epic this last weekend. I certainly tried. <laughs> uh, it was a lot of fun to do some of the scenes that the season had been building up to, without giving spoilers, I guess. Uh, and uh, it was it was it was a good time. Just Sarah says I'm not prepared for the campaign to end. Uh, emoji. Yeah. You know, I think when we had set this up, there's, there's stuff that always goes on behind the scenes. You'll hear more about this when we're going to have a, we're gonna have another talking dragons, I think. Um, but when I was setting things up behind the scenes, one of the things I was trying to do was make sure the campaign could fit before the holidays, because that just gets a lot of flying around a lot of family time, a lot of stuff that makes a Saturday morning kind of show trickier for the participants. And so we had kind of said, we're going to go right up until Thanksgiving behind the scenes. And that's when the finale is. It's next weekend, which will be the the weekend before the Thanksgiving break uh, in America. Uh, and so that's that's what we were aimed at. Uh, and I think I think we pulled it off. I, you'll have to ask David. David will be doing the Talking Dragons, I think, on Saturday, which is a spoiler that we haven't set it up yet. But I, I think I think we're going to go visit David on his channel uh, and he's going to host us for some for some Talking Dragons. Um, so that that could be exciting right after the episode. Don't want to make writing checks before they can get cash. Maybe David's in the chat already, but we're we're working on that behind the scenes. Uh, so has LD been renewed for season two yet? Well, I tell you what, the boss is a real stickler. He's looking at uh, cost cutting measures, trying to figure out exactly what his uh, ROI is on the uh, on the, the Lawyers and Dragons brand uh, and the IP licensing capabilities, etc. Uh, no, I, I I think there'll be a season two. I, in fact, I'm positive there will be a season two. Um, what that looks like, what the composition of, what the characters are, we still have a lot to work out. We're probably going to take the end of the year off uh, and then come back swinging with season two sometime next year, would be my guess. Uh, wow, Hoglaw, I wouldn't have known you weren't feeling well during L&D. You were amazing. Hope you're able to get some well-deserved rest. I, all right, more behind the scenes fun here on Hangouts and Headlines. I was a mess for Lawyers and Dragons. I... Uh, I was I was a real mess, and I was saying to co-counsel, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna pull it together for you know two hours, two and a half hours, uh, and and then we're gonna go back to being a mess." Uh, so uh, I really appreciate that. I I put my all into it on Saturday, and I think it went well. Uh, but yes, this weekend was rough. <laughs> was rough. That's why I took the Monday off. I try to hide it. You know, I'm a very much a, uh, I come from a, like a performance family. You know, my, my parents met during musical theater, that kind of thing. And uh, it's always, you know, this is, this might be that person's only time to see the show. Uh, and so for all of these episodes, Hangouts and Headlines, Lawyers and Dragons, Virtual Legality, everything in between, I try to bring as much energy and as much excitement as I can to it, even right now, uh, while still trying to make sure I don't like blow out my windpipe. Um, that's what I try to do because I think that's what's fair. You're spending your time with me. Time is valuable. Life is short. You're spending it with me. 
And so I try to I try to deliver as much as I can. So I, I really enjoyed Lawyers and Dragons. But yeah, I was a mess on Saturday. There's no question. Good morning from Boca Raton, Florida. Rick and chat, yellow emoji. Thank you, Gina D. I really appreciate it. I hope Boca Raton is treating you right. Katie Cotton says, every time Hoglaw says Trees of Eternity, I hear the cliffs of insanity in Vicini's voice. Inconceivable. <clears throat> Carrie Harvey, when you watch a virtual legality episode on a subject you know nothing about to get your daily hog fix. Happy emoji. Hey, hopefully, if I'm doing my job remotely right, you can pop into any virtual legality and I'll give you enough context at the top to have the conversation. Um, you know, Apple versus Epic had their Ninth Circuit hearings yesterday. I kind of put that up in Twitter form. I didn't realize that they were doing that on a uh, on a YouTube channel. Uh, and I want to talk about it, but I think it would be a long form video. And I have to see exactly when I can do that and make it make sense uh, so that I, I can uh, I can talk with you all about every aspect of it and potentially do video on the channel, which is, as you know, something that I don't regularly do. I don't like to give people avenues to strike me. <laughs> Uh, but I figure it's a it's a Ninth Circuit broadcast. It should be okay. Uh, Just Sarah says undefeated won't help them. Hug winky face emoji. Go Bucks. I mean, it's a little self defeating, Just Sarah. But if you mean that the Ohio State Buckeyes being undefeated won't help them, I can uh, concur. We'll have to see how it goes in two weeks, huh? Spooky Wife says, good morning, everyone. It's one of those mornings when I need a big cup of coffee. Coffee emoji. All right, I got my tea. You can get your coffee. We'll wake up together. It'll be fun. Disney ABC Hulu is the, the favorite here for Katie Cotton, I think, for streaming services. That's fair. It's, they all come together. Tigerette, Disney has installed a hiring freeze in many sectors. What? I, this is spoilers for the headlines. I have a whole sequence to get up to that. <laughs> Uh, yes, I'm going to talk about that. Robbie says, I'm here for ASMR Hogue. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Hangouts and Headlines. I hope your evening treated you well, and I'm hoping you're looking forward to a wonderful Tuesday. This is going to be a great episode, and thank you for being with me. Jacob says, PSVR 2 can be pre-ordered today for $739 for just the headset and $789 for the bundle. I've decided I don't want it, but if Xbox makes a VR with the same price, I'll get it. More value to me. Yep, I have to tell you, as you can probably tell from having a video game featuring uh, channel and talking about games all the time, I'm generally an early adopter of all this kind of technology. I love VR. I love what it has as a potential future, but I'm not paying Sony $600 for a headset that has no support right now. I'm sure it will get better support. I'm sure there will be a state of play in the next couple of months before the release of the headset, but honestly, for me... Um, I think they're out of their minds to try to move that headset at that price. So good luck to them as always. Uh, but unfortunately, I think it's just not, it's just not uh, going to work in the market. Sherry says EDB Emily is on at 820 this AM. I refuse to believe Emily can get up that early. I talked to her in the morning to cover Brooks's sentencing headlines and hangouts will be done by that. I'm assuming. So it's okay to post this here. Oh, first of all, you can always post. Yeah, no, uh, go check out Emily's. If I had known that in advance, I would have set up a redirect. Uh, but um, uh, yeah, that's that's really early for her. So I, I feel less guilty about having a shorter show here then. Uh, Nine Inch Nails Gal, 1994. Cheers. 
Disney Plus solely because of the fact they have all the Pixar movies and shorts my five-year-old and two-and-a-half-year-old love. It's fair. It's fair. They also have the Gummy Bears, so you can watch as much Adventures of the Gummy Bears as you want, which, as it turns out, is not as much as I would have thought before I had access to the Gummy Bears. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, 920 Eastern for EDB and Brooks today. That sounds more. That sounds more like it. That sounds more like it. That's right. She would have announced it in her time zone. <laughs> uh, Rebecca H. Morning from Oklahoma. Good morning, Oklahoma. Since my Sooners aren't doing it this year, I'm rooting for Michigan. Go blue. Because we too don't like Ohio State. This is fair, considering how many times I have to say go Bucks and go Buckeyes on this channel. And Tennessee National Champion Sooner Josh Heupel. Uh, smiling emoji, football emoji. Go blue, Rebecca H. I appreciate your support. It's going to be uh, an interesting game, certainly. I don't think either team really has any idea how, how that's going to go when they smash against each other. We'll, we'll have to see. Peace Patch says Paramount is actually probably my favorite for streaming right now. Between that and Peacock, mostly just because of The Office, to be honest. We watch a bunch of Paramount in the house. I think I've told stories about the fact that my family absolutely loves Jeff Probst. He's their favorite host of anything. Uh, and so they tend to watch a lot of Survivor and they tend to chant Jeff, Jeff, Jeff around the house. Hoke House is a wild place, folks. <laughs> uh, Stephanie, many of us Americans don't have HBO. Non-Americans don't have HBO, so that one definitely loses a few percentages that way. Makes sense. I actually don't know how HBO gets out its content without its streaming service um, overseas. So that that totally makes sense. Uh, Mantha Johnny, my personal streaming services are Crave because it has HBO, and I love Discovery Plus because it has Food Network for here in Montreal options. Awesome. Yeah. Um, Discovery Plus I haven't checked out in a while. That's going to be Warner Brothers Discovery in, in short order. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. But they're cutting costs as fast as they can. And so we'll, we'll see. We'll see exactly what happens there. I would say Paramount based on the interface, but all the ads make me say not. <laughs> it's funny. At least on my devices, the Paramount interface runs super slowly. It, it, it comes across as very janky. Um, but, um, you know, Hulu does the same. YouTube is my current go-to for entertainment these days. Putting their money where their mouth is here this morning. Things like Minecraft, Minecraft SMPs, RPGs, D&D, Blades in the Dark, board games, and other things like Hangouts and Headlines. Sure, YouTube is great. YouTube is great. Abigail says my favorite is Netflix and my husband canceled it in October and told me to use my dad's. <laughs> I like it. You know, Netflix is one of those that is coming around to trying to police shared passwords. We'll see how that goes for them. Netflix is not so many years removed from suggesting that you share passwords. Uh, so I, I don't know whether they're going to be able to control that. And says the drama was epic. Stars in her eyes emoji for Lawyers and Dragons, I would presume. Thank you so much. Stephanie, is nobody upset that his brother is dead? I mean, he was evil, but he was his brother. Well, you know, Ryan was not his blood brother. Ryan was a fellow person at the orphanage. Um, I think we got at least a little bit of that out. Uh, but is he upset? I think he's upset that he doesn't still quite know what's going on. Uh, and uh, he doesn't understand what, what was even being attempted. So he's, he's, going to, he's going to be reflecting on this, I think, in the near future. Papa Hogue here this morning. Good morning from down the street. Glad to see you're feeling better. As a strong supporter of Disney most of my life, I'm not sure that I'll use any of their services again. Sad but true. Sad but true. Well, 
we've talked about we, we've done disney a couple of times in this space haven't we uh and one of those is that they're raising prices on almost everything and this is a price raising type of uh headlines that we're going to be talking about in just a minute but they're raising prices on just about everything and that is pricing out portions of the market especially as the economy hits as hard as it's hitting um for for so many people so we'll we will see we will see um Kelly Clancy says, I pay for YouTube premium, so maybe that's why I spend so much time on it. No ads makes it awesome. Absolutely. Fantastic. Fantastic stuff. <laughs> B, the fans want more. Don't do a Disney and disappoint us. Just canceling seasons. It'll be like Westworld. We'll try to end on a cliffhanger at the end of the season, and then I'll just, I won't renew it. <laughs> uh, I hope LD continues. It's been amazing to watch. Sue says, Trees of Eternity merch. We have Lawyers and Dragons merch. I don't think we've done any merch with Trees of Eternity. But that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Jocera, okay, so need to go into work late on Saturday to watch Talking Dragons. I Right now, so take this with the grain of salt with which it is intended. Right now, we are planning on a supersized double episode across channels for, for both the, the episode itself and the Talking Dragons. Uh, but we have to shore up those plans just to make sure. Katie says, I could tell Hogue was cranky on Saturday. I I can't even tell you how, how, how unhealthful I felt on Saturday's stream. I, I had slept like less than an Ian Runkle average night. Um, and uh, it was it was rough, but I did my best. I did my very best. Hogue, I thought that was just because nobody was in a high-risk situation. You try to lean into what you got, right? You use your experience. <laughs> uh Kim says, wow, just realized the stream had started, but it wasn't on my screen. Had to refresh. Weird. Good morning from Nevada. I'm very sorry to hear that. Sometimes YouTube doesn't work 100%. Uh, so, yeah, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> uh, and you can see me, yes, on Twitter yesterday, getting into all sorts of Twitter engagement um, fights. Very weird. Uh, Jennifer Foley, welcome to becoming a new member at the channel. I really appreciate it. Uh, that is awesome. I hope you enjoy the emojis and all the benefits that come with being a YouTube member here. I really do appreciate it. And we're going to try to get some more emojis in very, very soon. Co-counsel, as I think a lot of you have seen, had been working very hard on uh, putting new things in the store. I think there were 27 new items that went up in the store, something like that, uh, in the past week. Uh, all with a winter theme. There were requests for beanies that are now up there. There were requests for blankets that are now up there. There were requests for patches. New mugs, a new gaming dino, dressed for the season. Lots of fun stuff over there. Please do check it out. Um, I'm I'm continuously amazed by both my daughter and my wife uh, at getting all that stuff done. Jay Jones says, glad you're starting to feel better. I am, most definitely. Disney Plus is convenient with two kids, <clears throat> but we've definitely not been happy with their business decisions. We've discussed getting rid of it more than once. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, it's right on the edge. Right. You've got something like Andor, which is cool. Um, and you've got a lot of stuff that isn't. And so while we do have we don't have little kids in the house anymore. I think co-counsel just just had a tear for that. Uh, we do have kids that still like that kind of content. Uh, and so we'll have to keep evaluating it, honestly. Rusty Robots asks, how did you enjoy Andor episodes eight through ten, Rick? Uh, so I would say, I think I am through eight. 
So I've watched uh, episode seven, which is, I guess, kind of a transition episode as I reflect on it. And then eight is the start of the <clears throat> the latest arc, I guess we can just say. But I really love it. I mean, there's there's just a high level of imagination in Andor uh, and a high level of execution uh, that I'm just really impressed by. I mean, we don't all have to hate everything Disney does or love everything Disney does. I've certainly had my problems with what Disney Plus has put out there. I wish Obi-Wan had a tenth of the imagination or production value of Andor, honestly. But Andor is really, really good. Andor, I think, is pretty easily the best thing Disney Plus has ever made. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm all about that Andor life, but not necessarily if it's the only thing I ever watch on the, on the, on the service. Uh, Legal Mike's and Law Talk with Mike are also covering the Brooks trial, and we should mention them all. That's fair, Secret McSquirrel, absolutely. Okay, so if Emily D. Baker is going to be on at 9.20, Legal Bites, Alita is going to be on, Law Talk with Mike is going to be on, there's going to be a lot of options. Maybe you can put up three monitors and just see if they can coordinate their commentary so that they're not talking over each other on three different streams. I think that would be impressive. Anyone else that's covering it, I'm not I'm not trying to play favorites with Emily. It's just that it was mentioned uh, in the chat, and I didn't know it was happening at all this morning because that's that's been my level of uh, awareness of, of things happening outside the immediate Hoglaw range. Uh, because when you've, <clears throat> when you've got a lot to do and you're focused and you're also kind of down for the count and you've got family that you're trying to, trying to help, you can hear my voice going already at the 24 minute mark. <clears throat> then, uh, then you somewhat miss out on some of the extra stuff, but I'm always happy to hear the alerts, uh, from folks like you in the chat, because I will go watch this on one of these channels. Uh, and it'll be very interesting. Xfiler06 says, I own the Disney movies I love. The only reason I've hung on to Disney Plus has been for Hamilton. There is there no way to buy that that uh that taping of Hamilton? Is it Disney Plus exclusive? It's an interesting, it's an interesting choice. It makes sense. Makes sense. Uh Don says both your performance and David's story is excellent on Lawyers and Dragons. Can't wait for the finale and the reunion recap. I suggest full character cosplay. Man, I think that would be cool. I could dress like a tiefling. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think I think David is going to do his whole Ch Jeff Probst thing, talk about some of the things that worked and didn't work, and we're going to have fun with it, hopefully. Uh, Nine Inch Nails gal, 1994. Look at you getting my name right on a Tuesday evening. Three happy laughing emojis and a green heart. I'm doing my best. You you were you were very animated about getting it right, and I do try to get it right. I do try. Rosehawk says good morning to Rick. That's me and the community. Good morning, community. Good morning, Rose. So nice to hear from all of you. Laquarius says I bounce around the streaming platforms. It all depends on which shows I'm currently watching. Currently, I frequent Hulu, Netflix, HBO Max, and Prime. Yeah, I didn't even include Prime. Uh, Prime has some okay stuff. It's weird because the driver for Prime to me is the shipping. And so it's just kind of like this weird bonus. I don't watch Amazon Prime very often, um, except for <laughs> the Rings of Power. That might call David at Prototopics into the chat. He loves that Rings of Power. Abigail says, I had a kid's birthday party at the exact same time as this week's Lawyers and Dragons and haven't had a moment to watch it yet. I love Lawyers and Dragons and it makes me feel like a kid again. Looking forward to a new X-Men. Yeah, I, I love Lawyers and Dragons. Um, so I'm going to look to be keeping it going. Everybody that 
I know I think is on board for this. It's just a matter of logistics. Uh, busy people doing big things. Uh, and I think it will uh, I think it will be next year, hopefully early next year. We'll see uh, that we put together a season two. But I don't want to make promises for people that aren't me. <laughs> Lindsay Metcalf, happy oh dark 30 from the left coast. Sleepy emojis. Lindsay Metcalf, good morning. Thank you for waking up with us. It is very early for you. So that is very impressive. I don't think I could wake up at the time that the West Coast chat wakes up to watch Hangouts and Headlines. So I just want you to know I'm very, very thankful uh, for that. That is really, really cool. Uh, Rainif says, without YouTube Premium, it is unusable on the TV. PC goes with ad blockers. I don't know. I watch YouTube on my TV. Now, you do have to have the controller close and just kind of have a kind of reflexive button press at the five-second mark of any uh, ad. Uh, but I, I do do that, definitely. Uh, Carrie, some of the shenanigans they're pulling at the parks with pass holders is not cool. Super money grubbing. Yeah, I think they're getting sued, if I recall correctly. Maybe I'll do a, a video on that at some point. <laughs> I'm mostly mad at Disney because they're refusing to acknowledge the Big Ten this season. This is a reference to ESPN, which, of course, is a Disney brand. If they don't show up to the game, we'll know for sure it's intentional. <laughs> so if you guys don't follow any of this, Kelly C., I believe, is the same Kelly C., uh, who I follow on Twitter that's a big Michigan fan. Uh, and ESPN lost the rights to the Big Ten, which is the conference in which Michigan and Ohio State and other Midwestern colleges play, lost the rights for the first time since basically I was born. Uh, and those rights are going to be split amongst every other competitor to ESPN. So ESPN runs a show, College Game Day, covers college football in general, uh, and highlights supposedly all of the college football games. But they have a monetary interest in the Southeastern Conference, the SEC. They tend to highlight those. And they do appear to be ignoring the Big Ten, uh, like a like a scorned lover. Uh, and uh, it is amusing to me. That's not making me mad at Disney, uh, but uh, it is interesting to watch. I think if Michigan and Ohio State are undefeated, then they they will be at Ohio State. But we'll see. We'll see, Kelly C. <laughs> uh, I love that. I love that. And poor Hogue, how is it possible to sleep less than Ian? I can guarantee you that Friday to Saturday night, uh, if Ian slept at all, he beat me. Uh, yes. Method acting for acting like you were impaled, sleepless, sleep less than a runkle. That's right. Sleep less than a runkle sounds like a good, like, greeting card. <laughs> uh, let's see here. What else we got before we head out into the headlines, folks? You are wonderful in the chat. Hogue, you need hot honey and lemon. Get some more rest. I'm going to try to rest the voice more after this episode. I've missed you guys. I couldn't skip another episode. I'm, I have weekend Wednesday tomorrow anyway, so we're going to get this one out. Hopefully, I'll be better by Thursday, Friday. Uh, the real bad part is like there's really cool stuff I want to cover in virtual legality, um, and I'm trying to do it a little bit short form, but it's just the nature of the thing. It's just the nature of the thing. When you do eight shows a week or whatever, if you have a, a vocal issue or if you get a little bit sick, uh, you have to you have to take that into account. And I haven't done live shows. I haven't been a streamer on this channel until this year. So we're still working through some of those kinds of logistical considerations together uh, and figuring out when I have to take time off, which is, um, you know, a little bit more often than I would like. I would like to just be a robot sent from the future to stream and to just go every day uh, all the time. Nine Inch Nails Girl uh, 1994 says that wasn't animated. That was Aussie Smart Alecry. Glad you're getting better, though, even with that cough. Aussie smart alicory. 
Nine Inch Nails Gal, 1994. My brain might not be working properly this morning, but I don't understand. <laughs> I appreciate the super chat. You don't have to super chat anymore. I always appreciate everybody super chatting, but you don't. I don't want it. I don't. I don't want it to drive anybody into the poorhouse with this stuff. So please, I do try to follow the chat as much as possible. Uh, you guys are just so fantastic all the time. Um, but Nine Inch Nails Gal, thank you so much uh, for the support. Let, let's talk a little bit about Disney because I think for the most part, what I reacted to yesterday, which you would have seen if you were following me on Twitter, is the nature of this. Um, the nature of this request. So this is an email sent to me that says basically important. Uh, you need to update all of your information in order to keep our service. Now, the interesting thing about Disney Plus is that unlike some of the services, you can purchase it annually instead of on a monthly basis, which is what we had. Have? We'll see. Um, and so this is a little bit, to me, egregious in terms of messaging. Right. This is the top of the email. This is all that you see when you kind of open up that preview. Uh, and this sounds this sounds like a threat. It sounds like a hostage, a hostage taking. This is a service that I already pay for. Uh, <laughs> and you've uh, you've changed the, the terms of the deal. And I guess I should pray that you don't uh, alter them further. Uh, but it's not the ask so much. And we'll see that Disney isn't actually asking for that much. That's unusual as we kind of go deeper into this story. But the request here rubbed me the wrong way. And I wanted to analyze that because this sounds like it's a requirement. Provide your birth date. Okay, lots of places ask for birthday. You decided on your own to add, you know, dark, violent Netflix shows to Disney Plus when it was sold originally as essentially a safe place to just turn on. So that's up to you. Why that happened when you also have a service that is under your ownership called Hulu that already does that kind of thing. I don't know. You're kind of being weird with your brands, but that's fine. You might need my birth date for something like that. Although I will continue to say, and I say this across services all the time, they don't need your birth date, right? Giving them your birth date is a self-certification anyway. It's not like they're asking for your driver's license or your passport. And if they are, generally speaking, don't give it to them. Not legal advice, just kind of safety advice, practical advice. When Facebook asked for my passport, when it was trying to figure out something with my account, I was like, no, thank you. I don't need to use Facebook that badly. Uh, and uh, is everything okay? Is this the second T? All right, thank you, co-counsel. Um, don't, don't necessarily give them that information, no matter what they ask for. Uh, and so they could just ask for self-certification, I am older than 18, or your age of majority in your jurisdiction. They could ask for that. They don't, because they would prefer to have more granular data. And there's a lot of talk about this all the time, um, that people are collecting data, corporations are collecting data and doing what they will with it. Disney's no different in this regard, but they want your birthday as of now. What actually kind of made my ears perk up was the request for the gender. Um, certainly Disney has been in kind of the, the culture media on various things, and, and I'm not going to get into any of that uh, on this show. It's not really what we do here, but it was like, Why? What are you thinking, Disney Plus? That is weird. And then when you get to the first line of this email, it says Disney Plus now requires additional information from the primary account holder. That's me. That's why I got the email. Including your birth date and what best describes your gender. So this sentence, the opening gambit is provided in order to use our service that you're already paying for. And then Disney Plus requires these two bits of information. I said, well, that's that's pretty wild. 
That is a wild kind of approach to this because I think there's ways that you can frame this that are essentially saying, uh, you know, we'd, we'd like this information. We need it to confirm certain things or to comply with various jurisdictional rules. You've seen this kind of concept from other places, Facebook, Paramount, Twitter, wherever else that doesn't have this kind of, we now require your gender. Oh, okay. Disney plus. Now I'm a reader. I'm a lawyer. I, I look at these things more closely as to avoid any interruption to your streaming that you paid for. Please update your account with this information before December 8th, 2022. I said, well, that's a weird date. Again, this is how a lawyer looks at things. I'm very sorry. Co-counsel has to put up with this every day. Uh, but I say, okay, that is weird. That is not a month away. Because usually I would say, okay, this is a bit of a terms of service uh, change. Uh, and so generally speaking, I didn't pop into their terms of service, but you can change those things on a 30-day type of notice, generally. And so I say, okay, well, this came in November 14th. Ordinarily, I would expect this to say December 14th. This is weird. What, what is this about? So keep this date in mind. December 8th, 2022 is proving to be a very important date to Disney+. Plus. And, and we'll see why in a second, although chat might spoil it for you because they know everything about this already. <laughs> uh, I see people saying hi to Rob. Did Law & Lumber pop in? Law & Lumber says, I'm awake. If you need a voice break, you can send a link, but only if it's not too much of a distraction. Should we get Rob in here? Should I make a poll? I tell you what, I will start a poll uh, and I will, uh, I'll see if I can do this live uh, and, and get another voice in here because honestly, that would be pretty cool. Should we invite Rom? Uh, let's see here. Yeah. Okay. Yes. To the other yes be yes, but only if he breaks beds. And no. Here you go, community. Uh, all right, let's see if we can uh, if we can get a little vocal support in here. I actually really appreciate the offer, Rob. So it's going to take me a second to work through my various windows here. People are going to answer that poll. We're having a fun hangouts and headlines today, and uh, I will get this info to Rob through the magic of internet technology, and hopefully he can pop his head in which would be a delight. All right, how's that poll coming, everybody? We've got uh, yes, no bed requirement, which is nice. It's very generous of you. Um, I'm sure he could, uh, could do that. Let's see here. Without ceremony, Rob, link is in your DMs. You gotta make sure I don't accidentally cut off the stream, hit the wrong X button and things go poorly. <laughs> uh, but I very much appreciate the offer. And as I was saying with respect to this headline, to me, since we cover corporate messaging so often in this space, this is what really kind of jumps out at me is weird. Is this, we require you to give this information uh, about your gender to avoid interruption in the service that we've already contracted to give you. Uh, and I guess you're just going to be out of luck if you don't give it. We'll see actually how they treat that in their own uh, frequently asked questions. Um, and uh, you'll see it's not great. They then finish this off, again, scrolling through an email, which I don't think everybody else does, that they require it, they need this for the streaming, and then they kind of back off it. Once submitted, your birth date cannot be changed. Okay, all right. So I'll just be born January 1st, 1901 forever. 
Your gender can be changed at any time by navigating to your profile settings, which makes it a little bit unclear as to usefulness. Or also, if you'd prefer to keep your gender private, you may select prefer not to say. So you don't actually require it, right? I mean, this sentence is just false in terms of normal English reading of these situations. Uh, yes, plot twist. There's a decline to answer box. Exactly. Nailed it, Leanne. Um, and that's, so they, they require it, except you can change it. And also they don't. So there's no reason, again, I'm just kind of, <laughs> just kind of giving free consulting here uh, to Disney Plus. There's no reason to make it this overtly hostile, except to try to take advantage of folks that aren't going to, aren't going to read the whole thing and are just going to click the buttons that you need. And maybe you get extra data that you wouldn't otherwise get uh, from from the users that are like, okay, fine. But I would assume that when you go and you arrive at this point where they're asking you for this information, this option is already presented. So I don't even know if that works. I just think that this was presented overly hostily from a messaging department at Disney Plus that didn't really think about how it might be read uh, from folks who were, who were looking at this. Uh, Wade Watts asks an interesting question here. He says, how many folks would you think uh, this is a scam if you got this email? I will say this. People, when I put this on Twitter, because I was like, say what, Disney? Uh, is They said, is this just a meme? This seems like something that is making fun of Disney, right? Because it, it does seem a little bit unusual to get an email like this if you've already used their service for years. Uh, and uh, it does it does look questionable. But as soon as you kind of go a little bit deeper, and you realize that Disney's got a full-on explainer for all of this. Uh, you realize that it is legitimately uh, what they're going to do. So let's let's take a look at this explainer. The Disney Plus subscriber agreement requires you to be 18 years of age. Okay, that's the age of majority in the United States. That makes sense. You can't sign a contract if you're not that. They can't make sure that they get the money that they are owed if you're not that age. Or the age of majority in your state or territory of residence to purchase Disney Plus. By collecting your birth date, and establishing a billing relationship with you on our site or through a third party. How, how are people paying for Disney Plus through a third party? I don't know. Hulu, maybe? We are confirming your eligibility for Disney Plus. We may also use your birth date as described below under, are there other ways you use my birth date? <laughs> yeah. All right. The one thing that really does work about the data laws around the world is that the baseline for all of the data compliance laws is transparency. Uh, and so lawyers and business people are better than they used to be at saying the ways that they're going to use your data, even though a lot of those are a little bit ambiguous and are designed to be read so that people don't fully understand what that data is going to. But here we know you don't actually need my birth date to confirm I'm 18. That could be a checkbox. Are you 18? Uh, using your birth date is demographic information. And Disney is a media company. They love demographic information. Now, let's continue. Disney Plus is also requiring what best describes your gender. They are not, in fact, requiring it. I don't know why the lawyers uh, went, went this direction. This information will be used to personalize your experience, which may include ads, and in other ways consistent with our privacy policy. We'll talk about that as well in a second. This information is not required for profiles associated with birth dates under 13, and you may elect prefer not to say in lieu of an identification. This is just a mess of an English paragraph. 
we're requiring it, except we're not. Oh, and also we're not requiring it of these people, which is good. They're kids. Uh, and it may do what? Why do we need it? We're going to personalize your experience. That doesn't sound right, Disney. Ah, you're going to sell me ads. You're going to base your ads on gender. You're probably going to look at what content to create based on gender and age. Uh, and here we are. Now, that's interesting, but it's not terribly compelling to the average user, I don't think. Maybe you are. Are you compelled by Disney Plus's explanation that we require this information, which we don't, uh, because we want to personalize your experience? Let me know in the chat. I'm curious about these things. I like the 1% that said no, Rob. There you go, Rob. The 1%. <laughs> uh, are there other ways you use my birthday? Why, yes. Thank you for asking, kind customer. We may use your birth date in a manner consistent with our privacy policy, consistent with applicable law, and the choices and controls that may be available to you at our discretion. For example, we may use your birth date to comply with age-related legal obligations. You always have to look at the order of these particular lists as well. Hey, Mr. Law and Lumber, how are you doing this morning? Good morning. How's the voice? Um, my voice has been better, Rob, but I'm doing okay. I actually feel guilty because this is not my usual preferred energy level. Uh, I believe somebody described it as ASMR, which I like. We're gonna we're doing an NPR broadcast today about That's these fair. particular issues. Yeah. I like the calm voice. The calm voice, we can start our mornings calm and energetic. I think yeah. I can match that level. I, well, I feel like I'm uh, broadcasting at the Masters, you know. So they're they're mm -hmm. coming up. They're, 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 they're coming up the fairway. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and so you know I think what he's thinking about in this moment, he's probably really nervous. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. Disney Plus is making all of the right choices. They don't want to know your gender. They're not requiring your gender. You don't have to provide your gender, but you kind of do. Yes. Is that both, odd? Maybe. It's both required and not required, Rob. <laughs> I know. Did you, did you look at any of this stuff when I was posting I it did. on Twitter? I was watching it when you posted on Twitter, and I made some of my comments known, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so weird. <laughs> it's so weird, and it's and it's really more the presentation than anything because they do back off it. But it's it's like, okay, so we're looking at the ways they use your birth date right now, and – these are pretty standard, but it's also kind of revealing of the fact that they don't need your birthdays. No. They, they could just ask for a year older than 18. And by the way, if you're giving them a credit card, that's already got one proxy checking for 18 year olds. Um, and, and generally speaking, if you use a credit card, most are going to let you most are going to let you get away with that. We also have nine inch nails gal with a good evening, Rom. Hi, nine inch nails gal. <laughs> and hi, all of chat. Yeah, hi all of chat. Chat is great today. Chat is wonderful. We have almost 900 people here early in the morning listening to uh, me quietly talk about Disney Plus Terms of Services. I, nowhere else on the internet can you get this kind of content, folks. That's true, and you can't and you can't get a you can't get a whole chat that that has a poll thrown up as to whether Rob should join. Yes, that's right. Oh, we can end that as yes, Rob has can. joined. Yes, that's 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 excellent. I want you to know my morning chat was very nice about the. Uh, the spiciness. They said you could come on no matter how you acted. Or I, I heard. I heard it 2x, but I heard. Very impressive. Very impressive. So what we're talking about right now is just kind of useful for all terms of service. If you ever wanted to read through these, I know a lot of people click through them. Honestly, when I get 14 pages of terms of service before I play Crash Bandicoot now, I often click through them. It's just the way it is. It's even for a lawyer. It's like, I don't know how you could possibly steal too much or make too much hay out of my Crash Bandicoot playing. Activision, if you find a way to do that, good for you. Uh, but here, 
you can see what the difference is. They want to personalize. And you can see one of the things I was saying before Rob joined me is you can look at the order of these lists, right? We just looked at their actual announcement, which comes across very harshly before backing off. And these lists are kind of that same, that same approach. We're going to put the good things that nobody can disagree with. We're going to comply with the law. Okay. We're going to, we're going to make your content and experiences better. We're going to personalize them. Uh, okay. We're going to provide product features and recommendations. Wait, hold on, pause. We're getting pretty close to, we're going to operate, understand, analyze, optimize, develop, and improve our services. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. And then, <laughs> and then we're going to deliver targeted advertising to you. Oh, wait. Hold oh, on. there it is. Oh, there's what? part of it. Yep. There, that, there we go. There we go. Pull it right at the end. <laughs> just, huh? just got there. It took a little while. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. No. To learn more, and you can go to another page. You're three pages deep from this email we sent you that sounded like we were threatening your service. Um, and you can go to that. We're going to look at the privacy policy in just a second. Well, no, we'll look at it right now because it's interesting. Uh, this is one of these nested pages, which I really hate from these companies that do these type of policies because they're they're not as easily searchable uh, and it's not as easily kind of monitored uh, for mm. changes. Um, mm. Gee, why do you think that they do the, the nesting at all and disclose their the policies I really openly, do. openly so that you can all read them? Same reason why they click through click through contracts are always the scroll box that are it's like that small. That's right. The mm. tiny box. Mm. The tiny box is really very conducive to reading. Um, use of use of uh, use of your information by the Walt Disney family of companies. So this is using things internally, right? You would think that, right, Rob? You think mm-hmm. this is just about using the information at Walt Disney? You would be wrong. Oh, shocking! So they're a data controller. That's a European term for the most part. That's compliance for GDPR purposes. It means that they are in control of the data and they're moving it within their own services. But they reserve the right to again at the top of the list provide you with the experience, products, and services you request, view, engage with, or purchase, communicate with you about your account or transactions with us, and send you information or request feedback about features on our sites. Also, send you offers and promotions for our products and services. Oh, okay. I mean, that's that's mostly all right. Or third-party products and services. Wait, hang on. What? Oh, Hold the phone. Color me shocked. <laughs> color me shocked. Wait, wait, I'm amazed. This, this says use of information by the Walt Disney family of companies. It's like, oh, yes, absolutely, Rick. However, Walt Disney as a company can contract out for the use of your demographics that we control and take our cut up. You see, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a minute difference, but it is an important difference. Well, they have to find a way to make some money. I mean, the parks, they'd start charging that one too high. I mean, who is in charge of Disney right now that's making these decisions? This is Bob Chappick. He is a bean counter through and through. It is his fully, oh he's like a, a financial officer given reins over creative and other control. And it's uh, it's going poorly. We'll talk about that as well because Disney stock is in a dive pattern, uh, like mm. a lot of entertainment stock, honestly. Um, and then, of course, we can provide you with targeted advertising, always below personalized content and experiences. And so their privacy policy says anything that you give them, they can do all of this stuff with. And also, well, you, you know what, Rick, because your user experience, yeah. your user experience is the most important thing to Disney. Mm-hmm. Only, only, only before. I mean, that comes right before shoving advertisements down your targeted throat. advertisements. Yes. And we'll talk about why ads are so important to Disney on that December 8th date in just a minute, uh, because that December 8th date is really where the rubber hits the road here. 
Uh, now, they also will just share your information with other entities, which they also point out is when, when it goes out, it's under their control. Please note that if we share your personal information with another company, the information received by the other company is controlled by that company and subject to their privacy policies. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, among other things I thought was interesting here is uh, since they reserve the right, I was actually, I looked at other entities first, Rob, as I do when I'm you know researching for a video. And I said, well, this is weird. They don't actually have the right to move it to other entities. That's because of that notion we talked about here earlier, where they can just do it for them. So they don't need the blanket umbrella term down here, but they still reserve. This is the problem with nesting, right? You see me having to click over both uh, and I can't compare them directly. Um, that they reserve the right to have financial offer uh, institutions offer co-branded products or services to you. So they reserve the right to send your personal information to banks of any kind, uh, as long as there's a Mickey Mouse on it. And of course, of course, and this is where the Twitter rubber hits the road, we can share your personal information if we ever sell the company or any of our companies. Oh, you mean to say that if they have a subsidiary or a smaller branch off that they're looking to offload and they put all of the data they've acquired under that particular... I mean, I think they're going to get sued, but yes. Uh, so it, much like the people that asked me the question, can Elon Musk just like go through the DMs now if Twitter has access? Generally speaking, yes. He's the owner of Twitter. Like Technically, no, but technically, yes, yes. Maybe. Yes, it's technically no, but technically, yes, because Twitter also kind of goes out there and says your DMs are private, but also that we can search them. I, it's, mm-hmm. it, we're not going to go into the Twitter terms of service. That's an entire different episode. But that's the privacy policy. So when they say, well... We can use yep. your birth date in a manner consistent with the privacy policy. Understand that like every other platform, this is not a Disney exclusive commentary. And you know what I would the bet about policy that policy. privacy policy? I would bet that that privacy policy, even while it is nested and in a font that's really difficult to read, I bet that they don't really have a print function on there that allows you to view it in a printable format, uh, such easily. as, oh, interesting. Huh. I don't see an easy way. And to do you, that. you, oh, there's a print page at the bottom. Oh, I wonder what is. that does. Does that, does that, but does that break everything out? Well, I'm not going to hit the print page button just on the fear of some random Hoglaw account information being on that window that I can't remember. <laughs> probably fair. But there is at least a print page button and, and it, it probably is okay. But the nesting is a question. Will it, will it survive the nesting? I don't know. I don't know. Either way, why do we need your birth date? Because we want to give certain ads to 24-year-olds and thir- certain ads to 43-year-olds. Uh, and uh, even though those are both clearly capable of entering into a contract with us, our advertisers would really like that granularity. And if I'm if I'm Disney's PR team, I am, I am screaming at them like, what are you doing? Do you not realize that you guys were the headlines of the news cycle, what, six, seven months ago? On the gender stuff. We're not even to the, the gender stuff. Yet. We're not even there yet, but you, you were there six, seven months ago. Why are you drawing attention to this? You don't need this. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. So we'll give them credit for allowing you to print out that page. We'll assume that it comes out right. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's, it, it is a, what are you doing thing? Because like I said, they didn't, it did, this didn't have to be written this way because they backed off this in the last sentence, you know, the prefer not to say, so we'll, we'll talk about this. And now, Rick, my- I, can't, I can confirm printing that page does print all of them unnested, unnested. Thank you, Rob. Good. So we're, we're Disney. You didn't run into that problem. Good for you. Uh, now, other people came into my tweets and said, well, that's probably just to make sure that you're you know, not watching M.A. stuff, because for whatever reason, Disney Plus decided to combine its brand with violent Fox movies and Netflix shows. 
Uh, and so they want to make clear, whoa, we're, we're not asking for your birth date to prove things. The birth date associated with the profile will not be linked to content rating. Did you think it was going to have some usefulness for content rating? No, no, that's a different, <laughs> it's a different window. This is just for our advertisers. So no, it doesn't do that. Can I change my birth date after I sign up? Well, that's a weird question, sir. Uh, no. If you find <laughs> you've entered an incorrect birthday, please contact support. Uh, as it turns out, support, I was not born on January 1st, 1901. I don't know how that happened. Now, you've asked for my gender, Disney. Are there other ways that you use my gender? Well, same answer, really. We may use your gender in a manner consistent with our privacy policy, applicable law, and the choices and controls that may be available to you. For example, we may use it to personalize, optimize, operate, oh yeah, and ads. Mm -hmm. Can I change my gender after I sign up? Yeah, absolutely. Hit whatever buttons you want. Yep. Yep. Here's a, here's a fun one. I don't want to. <laughs> I've been purchasing this service for years, and this is crazy, Disney. What? Well, providing a birth date is required for all Disney Plus accounts and profiles, while a gender is required for all accounts and profiles over the age of 13. Wow. <laughs> for gender submission, you may elect, prefer not to say. Why? So just, just explain to me this, Rob. From a business perspective, why I, are you using the word no. required and then say that you're allowed to not say? You can write this so much less, like, aggressively that like reading that reading that makes you uncomfortable not mm. to mention i think that instagram's terms of service allow for instagram accounts to limit it like 813 is the starting point for instagram or social media accounts right yeah for my recollection but to say basically we need this information from you you must provide it for anyone over the age of 18. you right. can elect to say prefer not to say not yeah. suggesting that that maybe by putting that sentence after the requirement that maybe you might not want to make that election. <laughs> well, here's the, and here people say, well, what are they going to do? I, I had another Twitter response. I was like, well, what are they going to do? Turn my service off. <laughs> Look at this sentence. <laughs> if you're still going to be obnoxious about this, you can cancel your account, bro. Oh. <laughs> okay. Oh. Like, weren't we just talking about the fact that they were having trouble with money? <laughs> this is the thing. I also talked about this just a little bit, which is like, this is maybe not the wisest time to create an inflection point because these services sometimes, I, I don't know if this has happened to you, Rob, but sometimes I don't use, let's say Netflix for a couple months and I kind of forget it or I don't kind of track my usage and they just get a couple free months of subscription. It's just on, it's a button that you have. You're not really following exactly how many shows you're watching or any other service. A lot of these services kind of live on don't make them think about it. Don't yeah. Don't remind them that it exists. But it's Here, it's, it's penny pinching time. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's that's the way that most households are right now. We're yep. going into the holidays and we're looking at those pennies and we're like, especially with the start of the new year coming up, New Year's resolutions. What's one of the first thing people do? They look at their accounts. How do I get my accounts in order? Let's cancel stuff we don't use. Oh. Look at all of these charges for subscription services. Which one have we not looked at for the past three, four months? Right. Exactly. Exactly. I, so, sometimes what I used to do, they're too good at it now in Hogue House, my, my kids and, and my <laughs> wife. But what I used to do was I would just turn them off and see how long it took for somebody to complain. <laughs> that, that is a risky game, Mr. It, Hogue. It is. But it's, it's like, well, I just want to get a check because I don't always have a great feel for like what other people in the house are doing. Um, and so, yeah, there was one time I, I turned off Netflix 
and my the littlest hogling the creator of the gaming dino and now the the holiday gaming dino uh came in and said i can't i can't get to my pokemon something is wrong dad and i was like oh okay like, oh she figured it out <laughs> well, it was like the bad. same day i was like oh okay you're watching that fine because if they're using it that's one thing if they're not all right anyway so that's what they've got in this fact but what I what I pointed people to is this date right here, uh, which struck me as unusual because it's not one month after the email came in. It came in on November 14th. What happens on December 8th? And I said, well, this is going to require some additional additional views. And thankfully, I actually had some people on Twitter that highlighted it for me. I'm very curious. And that gets us to this. New Disney Plus plans and pricing. And this is all it's all going to come together for all, everybody. Oh. Disney Plus is introducing new subscription offerings. And here, you want, you want some business school language here, Rob? Uh-huh. Pricing that reflects the needs of our customers. Mm. Um, uh, have you ever heard a price increase described as pricing that reflects the needs of our customers? I thought I was a born cynic. And, and it's like life just keeps on... It keeps on proving like, hey, 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 you could always get more cynical. Uh, well, it's just, it, it's so funny. It's like, what? Why? This People aren't this silly. First of all, if they find themselves on the actual fact on the help page, like you can talk honestly to them. This is not, <laughs> this is already 17 layers deep. This is not a press release. So we're increasing prices to reflect your needs. We noticed that you had a few other dollars in the bottom of your wallet there. Uh-huh. Well, yep. you don't need those. They're weighing you down. Mm-hmm. While also allowing us to continue to bring you best-in-class content. Uh, objection, Your Honor, but that's fine. Uh, yeah. you, yeah. can, you, can, you can puff up yeah. your stuff. Sure. The, pl- the plans include options for both ad-supported and ad-free streaming. So here's, here's the real thing. On December 8th, 2022... Disney Plus is taking your current subscription at $8 and changing it over from premium, like a Netflix, to having ads on it. So what that email is actually about is we're going to assume you're not going to pay us extra money, which is an uh, increase from $7.99, $8 to $10.99, $11. So a $3 increase off an $8 base. That's not a small percentage increase, folks. Uh, and instead of doing that, we're going to assume that we're going to serve you ads and we need more demographic information because we can sell the ads for more money if we can give them more granular information. And that's that's what is happening. If you are a current subscriber, you have the option to switch your subscription to one of the below plans, uh, either the one that you already pay for, which we're now going to just put ads on, or you can take that, whatever that is, 30 some odd percent increase, and you can buy the premium plan, which is effectively what you already have. What you have, just, just now make the advertisements expensive. disappear. Yes, it's it's what you already have, and it's just more expensive, and that's pricing that reflects the needs of our customers. Exactly, and I, I wonder. Feel like I'm being you know, gaslit here. I, I feel <laughs> like I, I wonder how many ads and where are they going to place the ads? Are we now going to turn watching um your favorite movie from a a block of time where you watch from start to end? Are we going to start throwing ads in the middle of that, like commercials? Like how many ads are we talking? Well, here's the thing that they were stepping into directly, right? Is they just asked for gender, right? So there's going to be an article somewhere down the line about pricing and what ads are being served to what genders. Disney walked right into this. Can I tell you how creepy that that screen looks? It is. It's super creepy. People thought like, it was fake. You um, sent put, that to me and I was going, this isn't real. There's no way. 
no, this did not get past marketing. This did not get past legal. There's everyone probably said no to this. Nope. That's the way it came out. <laughs> I, it's, it's like to keep streaming, I <laughs> pay us or the dog gets it as, as a email headline kind of. uh, is, uh, is pretty crazy. And then, yeah, it's, it's that they're increasing prices now. As a last bit of headlines here, they are increasing prices because the entire tech and entertainment world is in an absolute tailspin. I oh, probably yeah. don't need to highlight all this for you, uh, yeah. but we saw Facebook got rid of 13% of its workforce, which which honestly, I, I don't keep track of how many people work at places, but 11,000 people is only 13% of Facebook's workforce. That company is freaking enormous. Yes, which is also why I thought when people were throwing so much shade at Elon, do you have the article in here or you talked about I didn't bring up Twitter, but Twitter was 3700 out of 7500. Yeah, but people were throwing shade at him cuz he went out and sent that email and in the email he literally says there are tough times ahead. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. That's that's the truth for all of tech and all of entertainment. They've right. been cinching their belt in and we're at a point where cinching the belt is no longer enough for these platforms to survive. They have to cut Right. No, it, it is It is the truth. We've got Meta, which is maybe being stupid with its investments coming out this way. This is the interesting thing about this. And I highlighted this in one of my Twitter videos was that a lot of these are actually taking the companies back down to about 2019 levels. Hmm. Like there was an absolute explosion of hiring during the pandemic that has not borne fruit, especially as the economy has cratered. Uh, and so you've got Meta with 11,000. You've got, as Rob mentioned, Twitter with 3,500. Here I've got Microsoft with 1,000. There will be more from the Microsoft side of things. You've got uh, Warner Brothers TV drops 26% of its workforce. And this is on October 11th. This is There's much more Warner Brothers stuff. Warner Brothers is going through an apocalypse. You just saw yesterday, I think they announced they're not reviving um, the Fantastic Beasts franchise. They're They're just canceled um something else uh that i can't remember you saw disney canceled their new pirates of the caribbean yesterday this is not unique to any of these places paramount is going through layoffs and consolidation basically anywhere that you can look on both tech and entertainment uh is having massive issues hey uh, look look yeah. at co-counsel in the chat is contributing to cost savings oh is she, she what is, is what is, is co-counsel saying <laughs> she found bluey on dvd so okay. you can cancel all streaming services, Rick. Just <laughs> shut down all streaming services in the household because co-counsel found DVD. So I you can guys tell you, will, will go back to the DVD system. We're having this conversation very publicly, but co-counsel, Bluey is on Vudu. I can buy Bluey on Vudu. We got Bluey covered. <laughs> Thank you, people of Australia, for contributing our favorite Disney Plus show, Bluey. Rob, you don't have kids. Have you ever seen Bluey? No. All right. No. <laughs> can I, so, so these episodes, I know people are telling you to watch Firefly and things like that. Can I, can I recommend Blueys are about six minutes long a piece. You okay. watch one and or what, two Blueys. They're what adult. age group? Like, can I, can I, but like my nieces and nephews, or it's like their age or appropriate for everyone. And I will tell okay. you this Bluey is enjoyed at all age brackets, as I have found. I love Bluey. I will watch Bluey with the girls every day. Um, and uh, it has a lot of fun parent humor. The basic gist of this show is that parents have kind of imaginary playtime with their kids. They're all cartoon dogs. They all speak in a delightfully cute Australian accent because they're from Australia. Uh, and uh, it is just absolutely wonderful. Also, also has like strangely 
effective existential and adult themes kind of woven throughout some of the episodes. Of course it does. Uh, so Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy. I, I highly, <laughs> I highly recommend it. Katie says they're nine minutes long, but I think if you cut, if you cut the front end and you cut the credits, I'm not saying Rob has to do the bluey dance every episode. I mean, we do it in Hogan so if he wants to. Yeah, there's a dance. They play, um, they play freeze tag as their intro. And so it's a dance. Mom, I'm going to do the whole thing. I'm very, look, I'm a dad. I'm, I'm fully, I'm fully willing to acknowledge this. Love. Uh, Nine Inch Nails Gal 1994 has a description here. Bluey is true blue Aussie humor aimed primarily at young kids. Absolutely. Uh, think Peppa Pig, but Aussie and not bratty. But I don't want to think Peppa Pig. Peppa Pig freaks me out. No, it's not. It's cute. It's cute. Okay. Rob, you got, if you got six, seven minutes, check out a Bluey. Uh, they are excellent. And they're not made by Disney. Disney just licensed them for North American distribution. They're made by Australians. <laughs> also watch Firefly, says Shereen. Rob is a busy man. We're going to get, we're going to get to all the fun stuff. See Marie says, Rob, you'll love it. I do feel like I, Rob would love Bluey. Oh, of course, I feel like everybody would love Bluey. Anyway. You know what? Nine minutes I can digest. Like the hour long, two hour long, I can't. Like nine no, that's minutes. What I'm saying. That like was the Bluey, biggest selling point. I think Bluey is six minutes of content, something like that. Honestly, God. Um, but they are, but that's why my kids watch like a season is 58 episodes and they'll watch like a season a week. <laughs> uh, they watch it before school. It's great. It's great. Uh, now the point of all this was not to get Rob to watch Bluey, which is fantastic. And thank you, Jojo for gifting five Hoglaw memberships. That is super awesome of you. I really appreciate it, but it was to get to the place where we can understand even if Disney is being very silly about its language, even if Disney is being very silly about its messaging, that Disney is in a world of hurt. So here, and you can find this discussion from a couple of days ago on basically every business website. I chose CNN Business because they don't have as many annoying ads. Um, that uh, Disney had a memo leaked that is going to put the fear of God in a lot of people. So. Disney is planning to freeze hiring and cut some jobs as it strives to move the Disney streaming service to profitability against a backdrop of economic uncertainty, according to a memo seen by Reuters on Friday. Uh, and yeah, it was seen by Reuters. I think it was originally seen by CNBC. I never understand crediting across like these. We report on the same stuff, but it's fine. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so this memo goes out there. And if you kind of understand how these platforms work their business. They go through this user acquisition phase that we've talked about in this space before, which is that we underprice everything. We try to get a big number and then we try to boil the frog um, and see exactly how many people will stay, what the stickiness is. People get used to the content and we increase the prices. And the original business plan for Disney Plus was that they would spend more money making content and building the infrastructure and getting people in the door um, than they would earn until 2024. Uh, and 2024 was supposed to be their year of profitability. It appears, it appears, mm -hmm. we can't speak, we're not in those rooms. It appears that that has been accelerated, um, mm. that they are looking to become profitable faster. So let's see what they say in this memo. Chief Executive Bob Chappick sent the memo to Disney's leaders saying the company is instituting a, tiger, a targeted hiring freeze and anticipates some small staff reductions as it looks to manage costs. Deal with small as you will. Disney's a big company. We'll see how that looks in practice. <clears throat> While certain macroeconomic factors are out of our control, meeting these goals requires all of us to continue doing our part to manage the things we can control, most notably our costs. 
we're clearly spending too much money on delivering people kind of half-hearted content and we need to charge them more you don't have to do the dramatic voice if you need the dramatic reading that's why i'm here you're supposed to save that thing i see i but see giving the ceo voice in these press that's releases true. is one of my favorite bits that's true. <laughs> Uh, the move came after Disney missed Wall Street estimates for quarterly earnings on Tuesday as the entertainment giant racked up more losses from its push into streaming video, which it refers to as its direct-to-consumer business, or DTC. Shares of the company, and here's where you're really seeing the, the rubber hit the road, fell more than 13% on Wednesday following its results. If you're a giant megacorp that makes content, and your mm-hmm. stock falls 13% after your financial report, you There's are having... There's an acronym for that. <laughs> oh, is there? GTFO. Yeah. I thought you were going to say FUBAR. Or- <laughs> <laughs> no, GTFO. <laughs> because we've got DTC, just GTFO. <laughs> yes, I like it. No, fair. It's That's Is that fair? I don't have to do a swear jar contribution. We're no, good. that's not we're a swear safe. jar. No, acronyms count. No, Absolutely. Disney has said that the fast-growing service, Disney Plus is one of the fastest-growing services we've seen, added 12 million subscribers in its fiscal fourth quarter, but reported an operating loss of $1.5 billion. (laughs) Understand that Disney Plus has hundreds of millions of subscribers, uh, and the choices that they are making in delivering their content are interesting, right? Obi-Wan for instance, was one of the most expensive shows ever made. Now, people in this space know how I feel about the Obi-Wan show. But suffice to say, it didn't look like that money was on the screen. Um, And uh, they are spending this every week to get these subscribers in this user acquisition phase. And the plan was always to raise the price, always to boil the frog. But I do think a 37% increase in December of 2022 was not on the whiteboard when they plotted this all out. I I just can't believe that it is. The company said Disney Plus would become profitable in fiscal 2024 with losses having peaked in the quarter. Now, here's just an interesting list. I don't know, Rob, if you watch any of these shows, but this is what CNN Business decided to use to highlight the Disney Plus offerings. The streaming service is known for original series, including Star Wars entries, The Mandalorian, Andor, and Obi-Wan Kenobi, the Marvel entries, WandaVision, Hawkeye, and She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, and content hubs for Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars films. I don't. <laughs> I can tell. Let me tell you this. I have not watched a single one of those series. The only thing in this list that I have watched are the last four things, the films. Yeah. That they, the series, you know, I, sorry. Well, I, I just, think your Marvel I, stuff I, is pretty much terrible. Um, Hawkeye may be the exception there, and that's because it doesn't try to do anything, and Jeremy Renner is charismatic. Uh, but, uh, the, the rest of these, it's, it's funny to me because you can see, yeah, they spent a bunch of money on Mandalorian. They clearly spent a bunch of money on Andor. They spent a bunch of money on Obi-Wan, which you can't tell, but fine. Uh, and then, you know, WandaVision, Hawkeye, She-Hulk are part of the phase of Marvel, which is really kind of on a down round, if you will. Although I still have yet to see Wakanda forever, which I want to, because Ryan Coogler is one of my personal directorial heroes. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I hope that it's great. Uh, but you can see that they spend all this money, and I honestly think, at least in Hogue House, what gets the most play in Disney are things like Bluey or the kids' shows. I mean, it's Disney Plus, uh, things that are otherwise made for for that kind of age group. I don't know if they've been able to make as much as they've spent back on those kinds of series. So we'll see. 
But it's interesting that that paragraph is what they selected to explain what Disney Plus is to people. Because to me, it's more like it's all the movies that we've made and it's all the shows that we've made. But it's not it's not this original stuff, which clearly is what's costing them so much money. So one thing I would say from a business side is I might expect them to start cutting off this original series spend. Um, you see, it's Bob a, lot, it's talking a about lot of money. That's a yeah. lot of money that it costs to make those series and the commitment to when you commit to a whole season like that. Like, well, Andor is 12 episodes and they all look like a movie. I mean, I have no idea what the budget was for it, but it was high. Wall Street analysts voiced concerned about Disney's escalating streaming costs. Yeah, hmm. you think? Uh, Moffat Nathanson analyst Michael Nathanson hmm, observed in a note this week that the company has to prove that their pivot to DTC, that's Disney Plus, to you and me, will be worth the investment price that is currently being paid. They don't believe necessarily that Disney is going to survive the boiling of the frog. I also tend to agree with the analyst. I don't think that their actual service has proven to be as important, useful, or as necessary as Netflix in a good year or HBO Max in a good quarter or whatever. Um, so that's that's a problem. And then, C, and then CNN here says what we were saying, which is like corporate America is making deep cuts to its employee base to brace for an economic downturn, which is here. Uh, Meta said it would cut this. Uh, we talked about Meta. One of Disney's studio peers, Warner Brothers Discovery, has undergone dramatic cost-cutting efforts. Chapik said Disney has established a task force, which I always love as the start of a sentence. Oh, it's just fantastic. It's a task force. The CEO has established a task it's force. It's a task force. Nothing could make investors happier than hearing that the chief executive has gotten a, has gotten a crew together to mm -hmm. try to navigate these waters. You think, you think the back office there was filled with cursey words when the numbers came out? Like I imagine, I suspect some... they knew because because Disney Plus is a recurring revenue stream. So I mean, one of the things that you see happening when you're in the back offices of a big company like that is you see the Wall Street analysts kind of start making their guesses and getting the numbers wrong, and that's when you start to worry <laughs> because mm -hmm. what happens is the market re responds to those analysts, right? And then the analysts are wrong, and then that report comes out, and then you have that big dive. Mm -hmm. um, and so yeah, I think they would have known because Disney Plus is something they can track day by day. Um, so it's not, have yeah. heads already rolled or will they roll? Chappic is increasingly under fire from all corners. Um, and it, the former CEO, whose name is escaping me, I, I'm sorry about that, uh, basically stayed on to watch over his shoulder <laughs> on this stuff. So I Ouch. think that there's a chance for a Disney war part two. If you remember cool. some of the big Disney executive fights back in the, yep. the 90s and 2000s. Uh, but it's... Um, it's interesting. I think a lot of the Disney fan base really hates Chappic uh, because he does seem to cut corners past when they're comfortable to cut. Uh, and uh, I Bob think Eager. your chat's reminding. Thank you, Bob Iger. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Um, and uh, yeah, he, he stayed on that annoyed Chappic. It would annoy me if I were handed the reins and then the old boss was like, nah. Yeah, it's training wheels. <laughs> Here you go. Uh, we're so going to leave the training wheels on until you learn what you're doing. But, you know, I've, I've said this before in other capacities, and I think this is an important kind of context. I've loved Disney my whole life. I mean, like Disney World was the place the Hogs went on vacation. Um, we had a very close relationship with the brand. And it's it's hard to kind of see them cut these corners, raise these prices and do these things that I don't think are terribly useful for long term prosperity. Um, and so I think Chappic is a very small minded thinker. I think he's a very short term thinker. And when you when you have that, I think you run the risk of essentially, you know, burning your future to try to survive the present. 
Uh, and uh, so I disagree with a lot of the decisions he's made, but I'm also not an investor in Disney. So, I mean, it's really up to the people that have that stake uh, in the company. Uh, I can just as easily not go to Disney World, uh, even though, you know, I, I, I wish it were made more cost sense. Like in the last five years, even it's gone up more than universities have. So, yeah, not a single one of my friends goes to Disney World anymore. They don't take their kids there anymore because it's too expensive. Right. And that's the sad part, right? Like my kids are of an age where I would love, like, this is the age where I was like, yeah, we'll, we'll be going to Disney once a year, even maybe, uh, you know, and I, Rob, I, I consider myself pretty successful. I got a good channel here. I got a law firm. And it's like, I, even that I can't justify those numbers. You can't justify the cost. And it's not only that, but apparently Universal Studios has upped their game to see the, the drop off in Disney. So it's like, all right, you're just being completely outcompeted in the market. Do better. Yeah. You're failing. Yeah. No, I, I think so. So he's established a task force, though. So all is well, uh, including the CFO and the general counsel. Brought the lawyers in. Always mm -hmm. a sign of improved oh, yeah. quality. Going to be great. Yep. I bet they have patches on their shoulders. For the task like force? The task force. Like a little Mickey holding arrows? Yeah, probably. <laughs> like in a quiver, like that. Just, yeah. just big arrows that are very, very prominent on display. So, you know, when they're walking around the office building, it's like, or, or there's like a hatchet. He's like holding a hatchet. Oh, no. <laughs> Mickey Mouse with a hatchet. During layoff. <laughs> that would be so appropriate, though. Oh, no. So callous. <laughs> uh, the company already has begun looking at content and market spending. Now, now, so, you know, business news is not that interesting to consumers for the most part. But when you see them talking about cutting content spending, that's that's you. That's the actual product. That's the service. That's the quality. Yep. Uh, but he says that the cuts would not sacrifice quality, which is interesting admission, because if you do cut content spend and you don't sacrifice quality, it means that you've just been operating a bloated boat during your tenure as CEO. Uh, and it mm -hmm. wasn't contributing at all to the product or service offering, which mm -hmm. probably isn't true. Either way, it looks bad for you if you're Bob Chappick. So good luck, sir. Chappick also said, here's an interesting one for Disney. Understand they're a multinational corporation. Chappick said business travel would be limited and trips would require advance approval. Trips for the Disney Corporation or conducted virtually as much as possible. Disney is, is going fully Zoom call. But you know what's really funny about that? The fact that this is its own dedicated line item makes me really want to see what that number was on the budget sheet. Like you put a whole sentence in the article to that one and you look, you broke it apart. You you, you literally gave it its own space. How big was this line item? Uh, I, well, I mean, I suspect it's pretty big for a company like Disney with multinational uh, headquarters and parks and things like that. But certainly it's it's indicative of a... a it's a sector. It's not just Disney. I don't want to just leave it at their feet. <clears throat> that is spiraling. Um, and I see, I don't want to be doom and gloom. I don't want to be chicken little for folks here in hangouts and headlines, but like we're going to go through something on, on this economy. Like we, Rob and I, our age have, have never seen. So it's, it's one of those where it's like, you you look at this stuff and then you look at messaging. That is something like we need to have pricing that reflects the needs of our customers and I want to throw a phone through a window. Like, mm -hmm. like I, if, if you talk honestly to me as a corporation, I'm actually much more inclined to be like, Here, here's the deal. Um, our finances are not meeting it. We want to continue delivering you things like Andor. Um, the numbers aren't matching. It's more of a $10 proposition than an $8 proposition to give you that content. Do you want that? Like, like talk to me like an adult. I mean, you see this, you see this with the, 
with articles reporting on anything from top to bottom. It's it's the they can't you can't have a real conversation or at least you feel like you can't have a real conversation with the American population or with the population at large. We're adults. We can handle the hard stuff. You just got to talk to us like adults. Stop treating us like we're coddled, like we can't understand bigger issues. Tell us to tell it to us straight. Allow us to manage our budgets accordingly. Yeah. And we'll get through it. And I, I really don't think you should be raising prices at that kind of leap. You know, eight to 11. I know it's three dollars, but it's like such a big change in the baseline percentage. It's 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 tricky. And I understand you guys aren't making money. I get it. One point five billion dollars overrun. Got to do something. Uh, but. I think the choices that you made have led you to here. So oh, no, someone said the patches, John wick wearing Mickey ears. It's <laughs> even darker. John wick is Warner brothers. It's one of the few properties <laughs> they don't own. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure we can find somebody in Foxland that they now own that can uh, be, uh, can be that. I, I don't know what the, the Fox situation says Sigourney Weaver and alien with the, with the flamethrower. Uh, and Mickey ears. I don't, I, I, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. In any event, uh, that's our headlines for today. We do have some super chats. I know a lot of people are talking about their experiences with Disney. So we'll also get to that. Um, mm -hmm. and then, um, and then we'll, we'll wish everybody a happy Tuesday and, and definitely thank Rob for popping in and being another voice to give me a time to drink some tea. Nine inch nails, gal, 1994. Well, if you won't say the D word, I'm guessing you won't, Day arse. Hmm. I'm thinking say. I'm guessing you won't mm -hmm. say arse. See, no, Britishisms are always acceptable here. Um, I don't recognize them as swear words in my head. So there you go. Also, that is the least logical thing I've ever heard in my life. But yeah, it's that's fair. It's not in the morning. It's all good. It's, if it's not a swear to my ear, it's not a swear. I mean, swear words are all made up anyway, right? I mean, it's like they're just letters and sounds. Uh, we couldn't say I couldn't say dang it. That was it. I got I got I got like soap in mouth for saying that. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I mean we had talks about saying like uh crap. I remember that. And then <sighs> and then my uh and then my parents slowly getting upset at the coarsening of television in like the eight o'clock hour over mm -hmm. our youth. <laughs> mm -hmm. <clears throat> but I appreciate the super chat, nine inch nails gal. I really do. Uh, Ophelia the Fair says, we just love and appreciate you, Rick. That is very nice of you. Thank you so much. I love and appreciate you guys, chat. And so, and, and thank you, Ophelia, for this super chat. Uh, Akaruki, have a virtual get well soon card on me. I was telling folks, Rob, I don't think you were on yet. Maybe you were watching, uh, that I was an absolute, in terms of health, mess mm -hmm. during Lawyers and Dragons. You've been pushing yourself. Like, yeah. you've been pushing yourself too hard. I, I appreciate it. But we, we all appreciate it. And I know that you get flack when you're like, hey, I need a day to relax. But take those days, man. It's People have been great, actually. But it's I, it's it's more my drive. I, I more want to be out here hanging out with folks and having these conversations um, and doing virtual legalities and things. But, yeah, no, I, 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 I drive hard. Nine Inch Nails Gal 1994, whoever said no to Rob <laughs> shall get sparkle farted upon. It was a 1%. There was a 1%? That's was rude. A, you guys, no. that's not fair. Sibling creature, have they really backed off, though? It still sounds to me like they're planning to suspend your services if you don't at least go to the page and enter something. I mean that they have backed off. It's not that they backed off. It's the one stance. It's that they say this is required, 
And also mm -hmm. when we require it, yes, they require an entry, but they don't actually require the information about your gender. So you can write that better. I promise you can still be legally yeah. compliant and you can write that as we'd love to hear from you about your gender. And we want to give you the preferences that you need on your service. We'd love to hear from you. So please check off this box. If you'd prefer not to give that to us, that's totally fine with us. <clears throat> Nine million ways you could have written that better. And, and to at, the, at the very least suggest that, that if they don't click it, it will automatically assume that it is, you know, prefer not to say, don't sit there and threaten them out the gate and then say, oh, but you can, if you wish to not do the thing we've just asked that you do, you can say prefer not to say, but we're going to suggest strongly that you go ahead and insert that information. Right. No, it's, it's what we might call a nudging principle. They say it's required. They say you're going to lose your stream. And then in the last sentence, they say, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good job at nudging. It's a nudge. It's not a shove me in front of a freaking thing. <laughs> Tim Riggs says plugging in ads to streaming services seems all the rage. They should start to consider that maybe it's not that the revenue is too low, but that the content costs too much to make for the value it offers. And we got that in that article, right? You've got Bob Chappick saying we're spending way too much on this crap. So we're going to get both probably. That's your problem. You never get one or the other. You, you never get no. no ads and we're also, but, but we'll keep the quality. You're going to get both. Excuse yeah, me. you can't you can't do it. Take take the moment. You can't do it because here's the thing. I, from my recollection, streaming became so popular because we were all everyone was sick of watching mainstream or just regular TV and watching all of the ads. It became about twenty eight percent advertisement content, and then the rest of it was basically the the show you were watching. And we didn't like that, so it was like, hey, there's a market for this. If we create a streaming service and we stream a full show. Without any commercials, people will buy it. People will like it. And yes, they do. But uh, you got to make the money somehow or you have to keep putting out content they're going to watch because you're also going to get competitors in that market. You know, the Netflixes get the Disney Pluses, get the, the Amazon Primes. I mean, everybody shows up because people are making money. Yep. And I think one of the things that you're seeing right now, which I think is bothering people, is that the prices are creeping up. The content is getting more separated. And pretty soon to have the same thing that you would have had 15 years ago mm -hmm. uh, that was supposed to get be getting around it by cutting the cord, et cetera, is just going to re kind of make itself in having to have all these streaming services. Um, you've got Hulu Live is going up to $72. Uh, YouTube Live is going up in price. Sling just announced a huge price increase. So like you can't actually emulate anything anymore. And of course, you combine those things, the companies are having a down economy, but so are the consumers, you wind up with all these friction points. Tails DM, you still have to give the extra data even on the higher plan, the non ad plan. So spending more doesn't save you from the data mining. No, it doesn't because they want your data to sell those ads at a higher value, regardless of whether they're selling them to you. They want that demographic information. Yeah. Uh, Nine Inch Nails Gal, 1994. Peppa Pig freaks me out. True words have never been spoken. It's true. It's true. It's a, what is it, a pig halibut? Like the eyes are on the same side of the head. And yeah. then if you ever did the scaling figure, isn't like Peppa Pig like an eight foot or nine foot pig? Like pig there, there's nothing about that show that is any way. No, I don't know who invented it. I don't like you. Peppa Pig, very popular among a certain age bracket. Congratulations. You creeped at me out and you, ugh, mm. <laughs> mm -mm. Mm -mm. 
there's so many creepy kids cartoons, Rob. We, we, oh. should, we could do that on a stream. Let's check What's in on one, some creepy kids cartoons. Isn't there the one where they're underwater or they're the fish underwater with the aquanauts? <sighs> yeah, sure. Creature report, creature report, creature report. Aquanauts. Uh, they didn't renew Pup Academy. Three angry cursing emo emojis, cursy words. Wow. I'm very sorry about that. I'm very sorry about that. We had a lot of Paw Patrol people at Halloween. I know that. I love Paw Patrol. You I love Paw Patrol? That. Yeah. And Blaze. I like Blaze. <laughs> Sibling creature, I'm sorry, but this sounds to me like our mandatory voting here in Australia. Sure, you can turn up and cast an invalid vote on the day, but you still have to turn up and vote. It's very funny. When we were going to the polls on Tuesday, I said to my wife, I said, I really need, at least for some of these categories, the option of, I do not consent to this choice. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I want to perform my civic responsibility, but I need a. I need a button that says uh, I am a conscientious objector to the, the 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 way that this has been presented to me. <laughs> Mrs. Mrs. Hoblog coming in for the win. Thank you, co-counsel. Uh, 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 bubble guppies. Bubble guppies, not aquanauts. I like aquanauts. <laughs> uh, Texas Carey says, my daughter in kindergarten learned the S word. It was stupid. I laughed. Oh, yeah. Kid squaring is uh, one of the hardest things of a parent of young kids, I think, is when they do something like that and trying not to laugh to encourage them uh, at the same time because it's hilarious. I get to laugh. I'm the uncle. I get to laugh. It's my favorite thing in the whole world because I'm, I don't have to be the responsible parent. Like, I'm not the parent. So when the weirdest weirdest set of curse words comes out of their mouth and it doesn't make any sense like lined up together i can look at them and just be like that was amazing laugh hysterically look at my brother and just look at the shame and anger on his face and laugh <laughs> at him too uh yeah lindsey metcalf says the rule in our house was that the occasional swear word was okay if it made mom laugh or used appropriately i like used appropriately Ooh. just got to that level and mom's like yep yeah. <laughs> we could get away with it. Yep. No, we were uh we're fairly swear free house as a youngster, but not entirely. Uh so definitely we couldn't say anything that started with F. Freaking, fudge, flipping, mm -hmm. fracking. Because because the the rationale was they knew what you were wishing you could say, and it was the thought they were punishing. Well, I, that's the truth about it. Like like I just said, words are made up, right? So it's like, if it's the intent, if that's what you're punishing, well, I don't know. Uh, Kelly C. Work had a program that was changing and a small group is losing part of the benefit. They wanted me to put it on a second page like we were doing a magic trick. I refuse. Treat adults like adults. Yes, please. Messaging, right? I mean, how many episodes here on this channel are about messaging and trying to talk through the rhetorical tricks and the hiding things. You see the order Disney put it in. You see that they really want this information. The truth is when you sell ads to advertisers, they are more useful if you can pinpoint that demographic information. So they're basically going out there a month in advance and saying, you need to give us this stuff because effectively we can get better rates on the mm -hmm. ads that we're going to sell into our new, our new platform. Did I mean, you ever see the true. movie uh, Moneyball? Yeah, absolutely. The scene where Brad Pitt goes and they have to cut um, Giambi. Mm-hmm. And they pull him in and he's they've been the guy's been hesitating about it. He says, No, you just gotta shoot to him straight. Bring him in. You've been traded. Here's your plane ticket. Thank you for your time here. Wish you the best of luck. Yeah. People 
that level of direct communication needs to make its way back into society. And I, I hate the fact that people are too sensitive to hear it anymore. You've trained them to be too sensitive to hear that type of thing anymore. Yeah. No, and I think that one of the things I'm always impressed by, I don't know if you watch Hard Knocks uh, for football season or anything, but that oh, yeah, very, yeah. you have cuts, right? So in, in professional football in America, you bring in, I don't even know, 80 people to your training camp, and every professional team has to have, uh, I think it's 53 players. So in the last few weeks of training camp, you go and you cut people. And it's a bummer, right? These are dreams. Make the NFL. Uh, and And these are young men for the most part. And I've always been impressed by... And a hard knocks, they sit you down, say, we love what you did for us in the training camp. Or they didn't. They don't say that part. Uh, but we're afraid we're going to have to move in a different direction. And like for the most part, all of those human interactions, for the most part, there are exceptions, which also get on the documentary. Uh, but for the most part, those are all very professional interactions. Man, that's a bummer. Uh, you know, what can I do to improve? Somebody asks. It's like, this is cool. This is good stuff. Uh, and yeah, I, I wish I would, I would have corporate America do that kind of thing. I would. Uh, mm -hmm. But it's just not. It's just not the way it works right now. Um, and I do. We got uh, it's nine oh seven, so we're, I think we're gonna we're gonna wrap up pretty soon here. So as I understand it, EDB and potentially others are doing Brooks trial stuff in about ten minutes. Uh, so we'll we'll wrap up here, and uh, and you guys can go over there. Sibling creature. Oh no, that was the Australia one. Fantastic. Um, Kaylee says maybe they want to be the one to uh, one of the first raise prices, so you're less likely to drop them. They're not the first; they're actually right in line. If you go and you look at the timeline of like when Netflix starts and when Hulu starts and when Disney starts and when they do the Boiling of the Frog, Disney Plus is about on pace. Maybe next year would have been more appropriate, uh, but certainly 37.5 percent or whatever that number is is very high. Co-counsel's at my door. What's up? That do I know that Nine Inch Nails gal is Australian? It says A next to her super chats. Yes, but you said British is less, and she just wanted to clarify that that is an Australian. Story. I'm sorry, I, Nine Inch Nails gal. Can I can I make it a question? Does anyone else in the chat try very hard to hear what co-counsel is saying when she's saying it? <laughs> like I like I increase the volume on my computer and try to hear the words being spoken because I love the dynamic. It's my favorite. <laughs> The message delivered was that Nine Inch Nails gal would like it to be made clear that when I said ours was a Britishism, it is actually an Australianism or an Aussieism. Oh, uh, and uh, that 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 that's fair. I think it's probably both, but I will accept the commentary, uh, and I certainly do not mean to disparage any Australians with the implication that they might be members of the British. <laughs> <laughs> Renee J, I remember when we all moved to cable TV to avoid commercials and see good content, then left cable for streaming. What's next? Uh, well, they'll, they'll do really low cost holograms into your eyeballs and, and then the ads will come uh, and then they'll own your eyes. You know, just get outside and play tag again. Jeez, gosh. <sighs> said like a said like a golfer. <laughs> True. It's four hours of quality time with your friends. <laughs> Nine Inch Nails gal, 1994, my five-year-old and I love Blaze too. It taught me how mm. engines work and my son with colors. I wish I could be a purse chicken like Chickaletta. <laughs> cool. Uh, I have nothing to add to that. Paw Patrol, baby. Nine Inch Nails gal, stop it. I will try to find your chat. Stop giving me super chats. I really appreciate it. You're too generous. First time I dropped the F-bomb in my grandma's hearing, I only escaped the soap because I had second-degree burns the length of two fingers. Oof. 
Yeah, that kind of injury. Uh, yeah, I can see that. I can see that being allowed. I can see that being allowed. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Snoopykins just wanted to wish everyone a great day. Great day to you too, Snoopykins. Kara Savage, growing up, we lived in France. My parents didn't know French curse words, so we got away with it until I, a young 20-year-old heard my bro swear. The rule then became, if you won't say it in front of grandma, you can't say it. Oh, that is awesome. That is a great story. That's really cool. I'd like that to be the check. Parents just aren't sure. Drag you to grandma. Say it. Mm -hmm. Say it. <laughs> say it again. And then they, they try to change it like at the last minute. You know, you they go. probably do too. There you go. Nine Inch Nails gal with the love for co-counsel and the green hearts. <laughs> she's, she's taking care of you. She's got your back, Nine Inch Nails gal. Uh, absolutely. So I know, I, I know a number of folks had seen in the chat here. I, I can't go back and grab them, unfortunately, but that, um, you know, Disney was bugging them, especially on the parks type stuff, uh, that they're increasing the prices. They're lowering the benefits for uh, pass holders, the people that have like the annual passes to Disney. And I think there's a lawsuit pending about whether or not they breached their contract with respect to what they're doing with pass holders. I might look at that a little bit more in the future. Uh, but the point of it is there are better ways to write things than this. Yeah. There are better ways because honestly asking for a birth date and having a gender box that you can say, I don't want to tell you is, is not the worst thing tech companies or platforms are doing in the world, but the messaging might be the worst thing. Um, and so I wanted to talk to you all about that because honestly, as someone that reads these things all the time and gets these emails all the time that looks through this stuff that is regularly dealing with corporations and how they think and talk, it still shocked me. It still took me by surprise when that one comes into my inbox and I'm like, what? What? And I don't even have the heading here because it's on the email proper, but it was like important uh, update required or you'll lose access or something like that. And it's like, oh, okay. Just right. just do do what everyone else does and hide it behind the hole. We've updated our privacy guidelines and then just don't even tell us there's a new box to check. We'll check the box. You just go to you just go to log in and it's like, could you check these boxes? Just just, yeah, these, just, just, just these do things. that. That's fine. You don't need to send us a blanket email saying announcement. You must do these two things that instantly get your backup or else you will lose streaming. What is wrong with you? <laughs> yep, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Tim says, I refuse to answer the gender identity question. My company keeps asking everyone to complete and they pay me. Disney is smoking some serious crack <laughs> or trees of eternity, whatever, you know, whatever no, they're we smoking. Snort, we, we snort those. Yeah, we snort no. trees of eternity. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> 1994 says, how are you going to stop me? Geoblock me? <laughs> Laughing emoji, tongue out emoji. Love you, Hogue. Uh, yeah, I don't know what Disney's plans are on this stuff. Clearly they want to monetize their business more. I would suspect you'll see a reduction in quality, whatever Bob Chapek says, they're spending too much on their content. Uh, and uh, that'll follow along with some of the stuff we see out of parks. Increased prices, less spent on maintenance and cast and things like that. Uh, and maybe Disney will just go the whole way with everything that it does in that direction. Don't know. I really did love Disney for my whole life. So I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful I'm wrong there. Jen K, my grandma just won last Cards Against Humanity. So your grandma won Cards Against Humanity? That's awesome. There is nothing funnier. I'm sorry. Mm. There is nothing funnier than grandma throwing down with the inappropriate commentary. Fantastic. I love it. On that note, at 9.15, I think that is an excellent end to Hangouts and Headlines, folks. We got grandmas winning cards against humanity. Oh, the humanity. Thank you so much for joining me. Rob, I have to admit, uh, you were a really, really big help here, and you could hear my throat going a couple times. Thank you profusely 
for jumping on on this. And uh, to everybody else, apparently there's Brooks stuff going on uh, later today in five or 10 minutes from folks across the YouTube spectrum. So you, I understand you can check out Mike at Law Talk with Mike. Legal Bites, uh, Alita over at Legal Bites. You could check out Emily at Emily D. Baker uh, and probably others would be my guess. Um, so go check those out for Brooks stuff. If it's if it's going to be impact statements, I'm probably not going to hang out in the chat for that. Yeah. Uh, but um, uh, go enjoy yourselves. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. Wednesday is weekend Wednesday. We won't be doing an episode of Hangouts tomorrow. I apologize for that coming off the Monday, but uh, we're going to rest this up a little bit more. Maybe I'll be full power on Thursday. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. And thank you again, Rob. You are the best. See you on the next one, folks. Have a great day.